0: What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Next Level Freedom Church podcast. My name is Trenton Cruz. I'm the lead pastor of Next Level Freedom Church in Jackson, Missouri. If you're seeking a church family that can help you grow in your relationship with Christ, or maybe you just want to check us out online, be sure to check out our website, www.nextlevelfreedomchurch.com. I hope today's episode will inspire you and encourage you as you fulfill the destiny God has for your life and fulfill your divine purpose in God's master plan. Thanks for tuning and God bless. Spirit's here today. Amen. And leading and guiding and directing us in every move that we're making this morning. Um, prophet, would you care to show me share your testimony real quick with the people and we'll see where we go. We may just end up praying and praying our way out this morning, but I'm going to let you share. And uh, This is welcome please prophet carl parker right parker yes good morning everyone this has been a chore in this area but uh we were pastoring church been pastoring church for about 42 years and we had a divine visitation in our home and this angel showed up and said are you willing to move and i said okay uh, then about the two days later, same thing again. This angel came, and I was sitting there. What I always say, I was drinking my Jehovah Java, that God kind of coffee, you know. And uh, I was sitting there drinking a cup of coffee. This angel reappeared, and he said, "Are you willing to go where I'm God sending you?" I said, "You know, I will." Third time he came, and he said, "Will you move?" to Cape Girardeau area, and I went, oh, no. (laughs) So we've been here now for about five years, almost five years, four and a half years, getting acquainted with a lot of the pastors. Before we came, we started searching out this area, listening to different pastors, and I kept running across this crazy one sitting back here, and I thought, God, that's the kind of man I want to be able to associate with. Because, you know, when in this prophetic realm, (laughs) there's a lot of things that people don't understand. Is that you've got to step into things in the spirit realm that normal people don't step into. You've got to do things. You've got, I mean, I had a staff gave to me years ago. I carried it for years, brother. I carried this staff for years. Didn't do nothing with it. Moved from house to house. Just carried it. When we come here. The Lord says, now get your shop set up. I want you to begin. So I finished that staff up after having it like 10 years. I finally pulled it out. I asked my wife. She knew exactly where it was. We took that staff, and we started praying over this area. And uh, McHenry Chapel out here, how many of you know where it's at? It's just somewhere back over here somewhere. But anyways, the Lord sent us out to McHenry Chapel, and I had no idea what this was. And I thought, God, what are we doing here? And we stepped out there, and I walked up, got about 10, 20 feet away from the building, and an open portal opened up. And I went, Oh, my Lord, here we are. I began to see angelic beings standing there, and I said, Father, what's going on? He said, Call a divine council. So I did. I said, in the name of Jesus Christ, I call a divine council." There was over a thousand angels that appeared that quickly. We stood there on that hillside watching all those angels come in. One of my prayer warriors was with us. He was walking around the back of the building praying because we'd heard about that area being a place where God showed up years ago. And where else would you go to pray and see God's face except for the place where you heard that God was moving? so in this we stood there and we began to pray there was four angels that stood above all the rest of them they were probably about 30 foot tall and I went what are you four here for and they said we are the angels of the north the south the east and the west and you've called a divine council and we're here to say whatever it is that God's wanting us to do and I said The Lord just told me to tell you, go back to your post and continue to guard our United States. Even though it looks like a mess, keep guarding. So they did. Then we looked around and we saw these other angels and we just began to minister to them out of the spirit realm. And they started moving and doing things. But I was telling Pastor Steve, down on my right-hand side, there was about four angels that were standing down there that were differently dressed than all the rest of them. And I looked at them, and I thought, what are those weirdos doing? Because they were dressed in Civil War garments. They weren't dressed in a garment. You know, we always think about angels wearing these robes and big wings and all this stuff. But I want to tell you something, they're not. There's there's a lot of them that that stands 8 foot, 10 foot, 20 foot. I've seen some of the normal size of us. But in this, since I've been here, these, these uh, Civil War angels are standing down there at the end. And I asked the Holy Spirit, I said, what are they here for? He said, Carl, those angels are here because you called a divine counsel. I said, under the direction of the God the Father. Now, what are they doing here? And he said, they're here to hear an assignment. And I said, God, why are they dressed the way they are? And the Holy Spirit said, ask them. So I turned and I looked at them and I said, what are you guys doing here? And they looked at me and they says, we are here because you called a divine council. And we want to know, uh, to tell you that the ones we were assigned to are gone. And I went, what do they mean by they're gone? He said, they've left us. And I said, what do you mean they've left you? And the Holy Spirit said, Carl, what they're talking about, they've died. And I went, oh, my Lord. So they're still here. Folks, there are so many angels over this city right here. My wife and I, we studied this city out probably a good two years before we even started moving around because I wanted to search out where God was sending us. And in this, we we got into this city, and we began to pray Those angels began to move. Well, then I have another prophetic friend of mine that comes from Texas. He came, and we got to talking. He said, I want to meet this area. So we went out, and I started showing him things. There was, and I'm telling you this because there's been a lot of warfare in this area, a lot of warfare, a lot of unnecessary warfare, a lot of warfare that was done foolishly, a lot of warfare. But until we stand under the authority and just like we was pastor steve's church the other night there's a shift that's come in the warfare are you hearing me there's a shift that's come into the warfare it's no more about screaming and howling it's none about the none of that anymore it's about standing and releasing the kingdom of god here in jackson missouri as it is in heaven and in this we begin to do this and we begin to see god move mightily we, uh, we have seen people been healed, we've seen people getting delivered, we've seen people raised from the dead, and uh, it, it's been fantastic life. We always didn't do this. Matter of fact, we didn't kick into this, that's why I'm so quiet when I come to a church like this sometimes. I don't move around, I'm trying to hear what the Father's saying. And Pastor, don't worry about your land. Are you hearing me? Don't worry about your land, you're taking good care of it. There's a few things you're going to do, and when you do, you're going to get to the place where you're not going to understand why you're doing it, but just do it anyways, and just be obedient to it, because there's an anointing that's coming in this house, and I want to tell you that in this time that we've been here, we searched this area out, we prayed over this area, we had to go to Cape Girardeau, and uh, like I said, we don't know nobody here. We still don't know a lot of people. And uh, I was over at Brother Zach's church. I've been to a few other churches, got acquainted with them, meeting the pastors. And that's why we're here today is to meet with your pastor and stuff. But we were sent to Cape Girardeau. Every time we went into Cape Girardeau, my wife and I would just almost throw up. And I thought, why in this area are we sensing this? I was in an automobile with another individual And we come through that area. There's a one certain area over there. And I began to hire, oh, my Lord and my God. And her husband and her, they said, what's wrong? I said, someone's been killed here years ago. And nobody has repented over this murder. There's blood in this land, folks, and it's crying out. And in that area, I took my prophetic friend over, and same thing happened to him. He began to scream, get me out of here now and so we got to praying over that and brother the lord said i want you to get your prayer cloth and i'm telling you you're going to do some crazy things are you listening it's not it's not about screaming and hollering all the time it's about being obedient no matter how ignorant or how simple it looks because see in this generation that's coming up They've heard about the older generation screaming and hollering and dancing and leaping and running around the building, hitting the walls and swinging from the chandeliers and <laughs> tearing the church up. But this generation that's coming is they're hungry for God. And it's going to take a different measure to go into their lives and release into their lives. They're wanting the truth. So, in this, we. I was instructed by the Holy Spirit to take a prayer cloth. We took a prayer cloth just to show you how simple this was. We took a prayer cloth and some oil and we went into a graveyard over in Cape Girardeau. and I thought, God, what are we doing in a graveyard? He said, I want you to bow down and anoint this graveyard, and come to find out, I was at L- Lorimar is it Lorimore Graveyard? I was standing, I didn't realize it, but I was standing at the gravesite where the two people that helped organize Cape Jargo into a city. And I stood there and I said, What am I supposed to be doing with this? He said, I want you to anoint this place and begin to pray. So I did. We began to pray over that area. I got up off my knees, and folks, you can believe this story or not, I'm not a regular prophet. I am what they call a governmental prophet. I'm here to take action. That's why I hang with Steve sometimes is because I love taking my weapons and doing battle, but I love doing it the right way. And in this, when, when we got done praying, I got up off the ground, and I looked up. There were four demonic spirits standing there in front of me, and I went, what in the world is this? The Holy Spirit said, these are four spirits that the witches in this area comes to this graveyard and draws from them spirits to have different words given they release curses out over this city. Now when I went in that graveyard, you could walk in there freely. But when we got done praying, I started to walk out of that graveyard and I stopped, and the Holy Spirit would not allow me to cross over this line, and I said, What are we doing? He said, You've got to release one of the angels here to guard the four spirits. So we dealt with all four of them spirits. And in that there was one that heard, there was one that seen, one that smelled, and one that tasted. And I thought, Oh my Lord these spirits are strong in this area so anyways we dealt with them and, and the holy angel that we released to hold them there i couldn't leave that graveyard until that angel stepped in between us when he stepped in between i was able to leave a friend of mine come back down about a month later and he said take me over to that graveyard i want to see that graveyard and i said well let me tell you what happened while i was in this graveyard um i was heading toward the river and I said, Father, what are we doing here? And all of a sudden, my phone rang. And I picked the phone up, and I answered and I said, hello. And there was a man and a woman that we know uh, lives in another town around here <clears throat> that called us and said, where are you at? I said, I'm in the middle of Lorimar Graveyard. What are you doing there? I said, casting out devils. And she said, what? I said, there's some spirit here that's got to be broken god has sent us here to do this and she said what are you doing i said we just prayed over this this grave area here and i said it's very important i said there's also another spirit that's in the water and she looked on the phone she got real quiet she said what are you talking about i said there is what they call a mermaid spirit that flows in this river and she started screaming. She said, Carl, I just had a missionary from Africa here a year ago. I was over there at the river with him. He stuck his hands in that water and pulled them back out and said, there is a mermaid spirit in this river. Well, we started dealing with that thing. And in this, folks, it it went right up through all that LaCroix Creek. How many you know that creek ones back and forth and do you know almost every church in that area the larger churches are built right along that creek and I went holy father what in the world and in that it stopped a lot of the, the things we've got to stop being so commercialized we've got to stop being so religious and brother you're on a key here about the unity thing there has got to be a unity unity in these pastors, and these churches, in this area. I'm not knocking anyone. I'm just saying they're all good men and women of God. But we need to get them together more than we've ever got them together. We need to be praying over them. And in this area, we have been praying for many, many years. I say many, many years. About probably four and a half years we've been here. We've been praying about three and a half of them just finding out what God wanted us to do. And uh, we was at Pastor Steve's place one night, and getting ready to close up, and another man walks in, and his name is Danny Holliwell. you all know him? He's, he's Have you ever heard of the Amen Center? He's, he's over the Amen Center out there. And he came in for prayer, and Steve walks up to me and says, Have you got a word for him? I said, Yes, sir, I do. I don't know who he is, but yeah, we do. And we walked over, and Carrie, another prophetess, came up and gave him a word. We anointed him with some oil and started praying. And God began to tell me about angels that was walking around on his property. And it about Friday's mind because he had been seeing them and hadn't said nothing to nobody. So in this, we began to minister to him. And I went back home, and on his way home, I don't know if you ever told you this, but on his way home, he got speeding, and cop pulled him over. And this oil that we anointed him with, I mean, we, we just didn't anoint him. We baptized him. We, it was running. And he was still, you know, halfway home, and he was trying to wipe this oil because it just kept running in his face, and he just kept wiping it out and wiping it out. This police officer pulled him over, and he said, you know, you was feeding. He said, yes, sir. He said, where you been? He said, I've been to church. He said, I went down to Dexter to church down there, and they had preachers down there anointed me with this oil, and it ain't stopped running. It's still running out of my hair. And uh, he showed him, you know, what it was. And of course, we use a different type of oil. But in that, he began to minister to that officer, That officer took his driver's license and started to go do a check. And he got about eight foot away from his car, and he stopped and he turned around, and he walked back to Danny, and he says, Have you killed anyone lately? And Danny's reply was, Yeah, I did. I killed a man 13 years ago, and I've been living for Christ ever since. He says, What do you mean? He said, I killed myself under the blood of Jesus. And, of course, the officer just handed his license back to him and says, Go on to your home. Whatever you got to do, just get off the road and get home. But in this, folks, I'm telling you, we're about to see a great deliverance in this city. We're believing with you all and for you all, and and it's been a good time we've shared. Like I said, we pastored a church for 42 years. Uh, I know what it is to pastor a church. The day that God drawed me out of that. I stood in my front yard and gave a shout to God for the deliverance of not pastoring ever again because I'm telling you, it is a job. It is a job. The pastor, he's not there just on Sunday and Sunday morning and Wednesday or Thursday nights. He's on call 365 days a year. See, you understand, your pastor, not. A, and I was a working pastor on top of it. I was working at a secular job plus trying to pastor a church our church broke out in revival. We went for 18 weeks, no guest speaker, just 18 weeks, nothing but the Holy Spirit moving. We started yielding, started yielding, folks. And I love your worship here. By the way, that's my key source is worship. And if you don't mind, I'd like to pray over your worship team before we leave here today. But in this, we we began to worship. And the place, there was people coming from 20 and 30 and 40 miles away, coming to our meeting. And they said, how long is this going to go? I said, until God says stop. We went for about 18 weeks, I believe it was, in that revival that broke out. We had people, we had blind eyes open. We had deaf ears opened up, started hearing. One night while we were standing in this revival, the Holy Spirit said, tell every one of them to bring their cell phones to church tomorrow night. And I said, what are you doing, God? We're always telling people, shut your phones off. Don't bring your phones. But that night, the Lord said, you tell them to bring their cell phones tomorrow night. So we did. They said, what are we going to do? I said, I don't know. The Lord said, bring your cell phones. We're going to do it. So they brought their cell phones Right during the worship, the Lord said, you tell them to start calling. Whenever the anointing hits this place in a level, he said, tell them to start calling people. Whatever comes up in their heart, start calling those people. So we did. The anointing. That's why I think that worship is very important, especially in the prophetic realm. It's very important. But in this, we begin to worship. And I said, now call. Right now, the Lord says, call right now. One of the ladies, one of the first ladies that called, she got up out of her chair and she said, Pastor, I've got a, a cousin of mine here on the phone. I said, well, bring it here. She came up, hand me the phone. He was sitting in his house, and he was, had a pistol in his hands, higher than a kite, had a pistol in his hand, and he, was getting, he just stuck it to his forehead and started to reach up and pull the hammer back, and his phone rang. He reached over and picked that phone up and says, this lady says, what are you doing? We're at a meeting right now. The Lord's told us to call people we know, and and what is it your need? He says, I was sitting here on the side of my bed getting ready to commit suicide, and he said, I told God if he would have somebody to call me. Now, folks, God brought that was over 100 and oh, it was further than that it was it was somewhere in texas i believe is where he lived at and said he gave his life to the lord that day right there on that phone another gentleman said carl here's another one he brought it up and i said well, who's this he said it's a man that i know and, and i said where's he at and he told me and i don't remember what state he was in but i answered the phone and he looked over the phone and i said where are you at brother because i could hear it raining He said, me and my wife are sitting under a tractor and trailer right now. We're homeless. We don't have no food. We have no place to go, and we need Jesus. We got to lead both of them to Christ right there underneath that diesel truck. And they said, where are you all at? I said, we are in St. Clair, Missouri. Well, within a week, they was in our church services to announce what they gave their lives to Christ. In this, folks, you're going to have to make shifts and changes. You all know this. You're going to have to make some shifts and changes because the key item behind walking with God in the prophetic realm is to be obedient. Do the simplest things that you know to do, but the greatest thing is is to be obedient when he says something because in this there's miracles. We we had a lady who came into our last church that we pastored came in she was coming down the highway and she said i'm heading my way to, i think it was oklahoma and she said i seen your church we was right out by the highway she said i seen your sign and she said i figured i'd stop and see if there's anybody here i said what do you need sister she said my son's eye is blind and he walked up and one of his eyes was totally white i mean it was no color there it was just white And he looked at me, and I said, can you see it all? He said, this eye I can see, but this one here I can't. And I said, so we're going to pray with you. He said, okay. So we prayed with him. Did I see something instantly happen? No. he left just as blind as he was when he came in. Forty-five minutes down the highway, my phone rang. I answered it. It's his mother on the phone. I said, what's going on? She says, Carl, this is crazy. I said, What's the matter? He's seeing telephone poles. <laughs> said he's closed his good eye and he's seeing telephone poles and fence posts. I said, it reminded me when the you know when the Lord asked the man, he prayed for him, and, and the man said, Jesus said, What are you been seeing? And he said, I see men as trees. Well, let's pray for you again. Until they cleared completely up. But I'll tell you, that young man began to see out that blind eye. And, guys, don't be chasing the miracles. They're supposed to be chasing you. Are you hearing me? It's an act of obedience. It's an act of just standing firm with God. This area, I'm going to tell you, there is going to be, and I, I tell everybody, I'm not praying for revival. You can pray for revival all you want, and you can have all the revival you want. I am believing God for a divine awakening over this city. I'm praying for a divine awakening. Why? Because that's part of the assignment God gave me before we came here. He said, I'm sending you to that Cape Girardeau area to have a supernatural divine awakening that people are going to see things they've never seen before, and they're, not, they're going to hear things that they've never heard before. And I said, God... This is why one of the first pastors I met when I came here was Brother Zach from over at Christ Church. We were sitting in the auditorium, and I asked him a couple of questions. And an anointing hit him all of a sudden. And he pointed, he just, like he was, crying, what are the God's doing this, and blah, blah, blah. And all of a sudden, he just went, pointed his finger straight at me like this. And he says, you're the prophet that God sent to this region. Now go do what you're commissioned to do. So in this, that's what we've been doing. But find out, first of all, your assignment's here. Pastor, your assignment is here. Do that assignment. Follow that assignment. Yield to that assignment. Because, see, folks, you've got to understand, your destiny is in your assignment, and your assignment is in your destiny. So when you're following that destiny... He may have you, I, I've, I'm going to share this one last thing. You Nas Pastor Steve, I have one staff. I made one staff that I've got, I call, because the Lord told me, he said there are prophetic roots in this part of the region that's laid dormant. And he said, I need you to start calling those prophetic roots to rise up, up out of the ground and start being activated. So we started doing that. One morning I got up and the Holy Spirit said, go get you a stick. So I thought, okay. Went to the store, bought this staff thing, about seven foot long, eight foot long. Brought it home and I said, God, what do you want me to do it? He said, I want you to make a staff. And he showed me in the spirit realm how to make this staff. It's made out of solid wood. There's no curves in it, but there's a, it looks like it's been bent and it looks like a root. It comes up. I wish I would brought it so you could see it. But it looks like a root that comes up and it turns and it comes back around and it wraps around that staff and then goes back into the staff and then back out of the bottom, back out again. And in that, the Lord, I said, what am I doing this for? He said, this will be a sign to you and a remembrance to call those roots up out of the ground. Folks, you have got such a history here. It blowed me away when I come here. I thought, holy father, what an awesome place. And in this, I I even had another minister call me when we first got here and said, what if you come down here and find yourself? And I thought, now what in the world are they talking about? Well, that's okay. The thing is, matter of fact, I did find some of my relatives that's been in this region years and years ago, uh, a branch of my family, But anyways, folks, it's all about standing in agreement with God. Even though you may not understand it. Even though you may feel like an idiot and you have no idea what you're doing, do it anyways. Because that's what God's looking for. He's not looking for sacrifice. He's looking for obedience. Amen? Pastor, if you don't mind, come and... And uh, before we leave, I'd like to pray for your worship team, if you don't mind.